I'm your host, Cole Martins, and thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter, and I'm like me on Facebook, at Cole Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there, you can message me questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. I'd also like to thank my brother, Landon Martins, for the amazing artwork on the page. To see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at Mr. Fancyland. That is at M R F A N C Y L A N. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the NFL in week five. Yes, we are already a quarter of the way through the NFL season. Each team has four games under their belt, and today we're going to be talking about their performances in week four and storylines from last week, and also who I think is going to take home the win this week. And continue to add on to their winning total this season. Uh, but it's crazy we're already a quarter away through the season. It seems like September just went like that. Uh, we are in October, which October, beginning of the cold season, pretty much I guess is a good way to put it. A lot of us are seeing our temperatures drop right now. A lot of us are seeing leaves falling from the trees. Um, it's a good, it's a good time of the year, I'd say. Good time for home teams in football or not. You pretty much get that advantage at home with colder weather. Unless you're the Miami Dolphins, instead of like, of course, your teams don't want to uh, sit in the sun. That's another good advantage you can have down there in the south. So, you got the cold weather up north, you got the warm weather up down south. So, each team having their own unique uh, thing to kind of give them an advantage, of course, unless you're in a dome. Uh, but either way, October, a fun month. Before we know it, the NHL season is going to begin, NBA season is going to begin later this month. Then we have the MLE playoffs going on. So a big month for sports f- fans in October. Then next, before we know it, next month we have Thanksgiving and Christmas in December. New Year's is going to happen and we're going to be in the NFL playoffs soon. So things are going to start moving quickly here it seems like. But hey, let's enjoy the NFL season while we got it. We are four weeks in and now we get ready for week five. And we are going to be kicking off week five with Thursday night football. Which will be the Indianapolis Colts at 1-2-1. and one, Taking on the Denver Broncos at 2-2. Two and two. Now, last week, the Colts came back down to earth, it seems like, as they lost to the Tennessee Titans 24-17 after beating the Kansas City Chiefs the week before in very surprising faction. Uh, In this one, quarterback Matt Ryan had 356 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception, and one fumble. Tight end Mo Ali Cox with six receptions for 85 yards and two touchdowns in this one. Wide receiver Alec Pierce... Had four touchdowns, uh, excuse me, four receptions for 80 yards. Tight end Kylan Grantson had four receptions for 62 yards. And running back Jonathan Taylor with only 42 yards in this game and a fumble loss. He did end up rolling his ankle at one point in this game on Sunday, uh, but looks to be fine. And he should be ready for the Thursday night football game, according to ESPN. But we'll wait and see. It's something like they are still checking him out so he could be a game time decision. So, again, We'll wait and see what the word is on Jonathan Taylor for that one. And right see for Michael Pittman Jr. having a quiet game in this one as well. Three receptions for 31 yards. But this Colts team, again, coming from a very high, thinking, all right, this Colts team is back. They have a, had a good game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but then they came back to earth playing division rival Tennessee Titans. Again, it is a division game, so maybe that may be why they, uh, they kept it a seven-point game, but still uh, lost the loss, and they now go back to the losing record. 
as this week they take on a team who's also suffered a loss this last week, the Denver Broncos, who lost to AFC West rival the Las Vegas Raiders, 32-23. That is the Raiders' also first win of the season. Quarterback Russell Wilson, 237 yards passing in this one. Two touchdowns and also a rushing touchdown. Wide receiver K.J. Hamler with one reception and 55 yards leading the team. Wide receiver Jerry Judy with four receptions, 53 yards and a touchdown. Also wide receiver Cortland Sutton with five receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown. And also two uh, bad things happening to the Denver Broncos last week. Uh, Denver Broncos running back Javante Williams will be out for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. Uh, that is according to ESPN. So this means uh, um, Melvin Gordon will be getting some more time carrying the ball. For now on for the Denver Broncos, we'll see how much of an impact that will have on this offense. And also on the defensive side, uh, defensive end Randy Gregory uh, will be placed on injured reserve at, and out for at least four weeks after having surgery to trim his meniscus in his right knee. That's according to NFL Network and ESPN. So a big loss on the edge for the Broncos as well. Uh, so we'll see what kind of impact they'll have on the defense in this one. But... For this Thursday night football game, this could be an interesting one. I think it will be a close one. This Denver offense, it seems like they haven't got things clicking so far this year. Again, we've had people, I think, injuries back and forth and now losing running back Jamal Williams. Uh, we'll see what they can do with just Melvin Gordon at running back now. Uh, but I think this one could be a close one. But I'm going to give the advantage to the Denver Broncos. I think they'll end up winning this one. I think Russell Wilson and company will get the job done on offense. Denver still does have a pretty decent defense as well. And if we've seen anything this year, Marin has been likely to turn the ball over at least once or twice a game. So I think that could be a factor. Uh, but again, if Jonathan Taylor ain't playing as well, that could be a very, very huge factor in this one. And this could be a bigger win than I would think if he doesn't play. But I think this game will be close if Taylor does play. Taylor hopefully gets things going a little bit better as he's had on and off games so far this season. Uh, after having an incredible year last year. Uh, but again, I think Denver will hold on to this one being at home too. I think that's could be a big factor for this team. And I think the Broncos pick up the win in this one. I will say right now will be a seven point margin. Uh, but Broncos win this one. They move to three and two on the season as they take the win at home. Next we'll, now we'll go to Sunday and I won't mess us up this time. There is a game in London again this week. And this game will start at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. So don't forget to start your make your fantasy lineups this weekend at on Saturday night or wake up early on Sunday. Uh, I feel bad for you guys on the West Coast because you guys have to 6.30 a.m. games. That's pretty early for you guys. But either way, we have a game early in the morning again as a battle of two teams that are looking pretty good to begin the season as the both teams coming into this game 3-1 and one, as the New York Giants take on the Green Bay Packers. Last week, the Giants were able to beat the Chicago Bears 20-17. Shaquan Barkley, again, looking very, very good last week with 146 yards rushing. Uh, this man has brought his career back to where we all expected it to be. He has been running like crazy so far this year, so great for Barkley to be back to where he is at. Uh, glad to see him doing good again. Quarterback Daniel Jones, well, not as impressive, but did enough to help this team win as he only threw for 71 yards in this game. Uh, but he did have 68 yards rushing this game and also two rushing touchdowns as well. He did end up hurting his ankle in the game, so it'll be questionable. We'll be interesting to see how he's going to be coming in this game and if he's even going to play because they're still looking at him as of today from the sounds of it. 
But if he does not play quarterback, Tyrod Taylor will be the starter if he does not go. Uh, and their leading receiver in this game was tight end Daniel Bellinger with three receptions for 23 yards. And for the Green Bay Packers, they were able to beat the New England Patriots in overtime, 27-24. to Quarterback Aaron Rodgers with 251 yards passing, two touchdowns, and one interception, which ended up leading to a pick six for the Patriots. Uh, wide receiver Alan Lazard leading the receiving with six receptions for 116 yards. Uh, I think that's something we've been expecting from him him all season long as well. Him being the oldest target for Green Bay on the team. Oh, I guess we want to consider Randall Cobb as oldest target because he's been there before Lazard was and came back. But Lazard, the most familiar with Rodgers recently, uh, having a big game. Running back Aaron, Aaron Jones, I should say, with 110 yards rushing in the game. Also running back A.J. Dillon of 73 yards rushing as well. And wide receiver Romeo Dobbs, tight end Robert Tunyon, and wide receiver uh, Christian Watson, each having a touchdown. Watson's touchdown was a rushing touchdown instead of receiving touchdown. Uh, but overall in that Patriots game, this Green Bay team, if you look at these stats, it tells they dominated an offense. It's just they didn't capitalize on those drives. Uh, whether they had a turnover or something happened, it seems like. Uh, especially the Patriots being banged up like they were, which we'll go over that when we get to them in this uh, weekly roundup. Uh, but... The Packers were able to hold on. They were able to pick up the win and avoid the upset for the New England Patriots and remain tied with the Minnesota Vikings for the division lead in the NFC North. Uh, but in this one, uh, I think it's going to be pretty easy. This one, no matter who's the quarterback for the New York Giants, it's going to be the Green Bay Packers in this one. All right. It's all, let's, let's, let's all just admit it. This New York Giants team is all on the shoulders of Barkley. If he does good, this team has a chance of winning. If they, he does bad, well, they have no shot. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think so far this year, has proven that he is not the future for this New York Giants team. Yes, they are 3-1, but if you look at his stats throughout the year, they have not been pretty. Pretty only thing that's been pretty good, which is good about Jones is he has the ability to run with the ball. Uh, I think they could find a quarterback that could run with the ball and pass the ball. Uh, here in the draft at next year, and I think that is what they're going to be doing here for the Giants. I just do not see the future being Daniel Jones unless he does something crazy here in the next couple of weeks. But again, I just do not see it at all. Uh, and then this Packers offense, they are clicking. They are looking good. This Packers defense having their struggles from time to time. But again, they are one of the at least top half of the defenses in the league, I feel like. So I think the Packers will win this one. I think it will be by... 10 or more points in this one. I don't see this one being too close. Uh, hopefully the Giants give the uh, London crowd a game like we had last week with the Vikings and Saints. Uh, but in this one, I think this one could possibly end up being a blowout, blowout even at some point. Uh, but I do see the Packers winning this one and then moving to 4-1 and one on the season. Now we have to our 1 p.m. Eastern 10 Standard Time Zone games. And we'll start off with the 1-3 Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the 3-1 Buffalo Bills. Last week, the Steelers lost to the New York Jets 24-20. Quarterback Mitch Trubisky started the game as he went 7-13 for 13 for 84 yards and one touchdown. But by the time the third quarter rolled around, we had a new quarterback in for the Steelers. And it was the first quarterback taken in this year's NFL Draft. And that was Kenny Pickett replacing Trubisky in the third quarter by coach's decision. So Mike Tomlin said it's time to put the rookie in. It's time to start the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Pickett came in throwing 10 for 13 for 120 yards. Sadly, every one of those incompletions was an interception as he had three interceptions in the game. But on the bright side, he had two rushing touchdowns 
uh, in that game as well. And it has been announced that Pickett will be the starting quarterback for the Steelers this week. So he, Pickett will get his first ever start in the NFL. Sadly, it's against a Buffalo Bills team that is really, really good. So either he might be in a shoot on this one, depending on how those Bills defense is, but they... That Bills defense did look very good against the Ravens in the second half of last week. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Pickett's going to do in his first ever start. Uh, but we will have some good weapons around him, including wide uh, receiver George Pickens. The other rookie he had six receptions for 102 yards in that game. Tight end Pat Firemuth with seven receptions for 85 yards as well. And running back Nigel Harris with 74 yards rushing in the game as well. And then for the Buffalo Bills last week, uh, they looked... Uh, had two different, it looked like two different halves for them as they were able to beat the Baltimore Ravens 23-20 to uh, with a game-winning field goal at the end. Uh, quarterback Josh Allen with 213 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Also had 70 rushing yards and a touchdown in that game as well, leading the backfield. Uh, wide receiver Stephon Diggs leading receiving with four receptions for 62 yards. Running back Devin Singletary, 49 yards rushing in that one. Wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie with one touchdown. He ended up getting hurt in that game. I have not heard anything about his injury so far this week. So uh, we'll see what it is going into this game. But it sounds like he should be good to go. Safety Jordan Poyer with two interceptions in this game. Uh, then kicker Tyler Bass went three for three on field goals. And again, he kicked the game-winning field goal to help this team pick up the victory. Uh, but like I was mentioning, the Steelers Buffalo last week was a team of two halves. Uh, in that first half, that defense was just getting absolutely destroyed by this Ravens team. They, as Lamar Jackson was picking them apart, uh, was they were up 20-3 to at one point in this game. Uh, but second half, it was a whole new Bills team. They did the adjustments they needed to. They were able to stop Lamar. They were able to do what they needed to do on offense. And it led them to getting downfield at the end of the game, kicking the field goal, and picking up a big win, in my opinion, for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, to kind of get the confidence back and avoid back to... Uh, another loss, I should say, for the Bills. But either way, this game will could be interesting. So again, we have a new starting quarterback. So that's what a lot of people are going to be watching this game. We're going to see how Pickett does as his first time as a starter. But sadly for Pickett, I don't think he's getting his first win in this one as I believe the Bills will pick up the win in this. Uh, again, Bills team, it's a good Bills team. Yes, their defense is banged up a little bit. But as, we, as each week goes on, this team's going to get better and better. Uh, but I believe this team is going to win. I believe it's going to be by about 10 points or more in this one as well. Uh, hopefully if they avoid a blowout and hopefully Pickett can prove to everybody that he is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, hopefully, and again, rookie. I'm not expecting too much for him to begin his career. Uh, usually it takes a year or two to develop as a quarterback. Uh, so again, got to let him grow. Got to let him figure that league out. It's I can only imagine how hard it is to go from playing uh, some Pretty good players in college to all elite players in the NFL. Uh, so, again, give Pickett some time. Don't judge him right off the bat. And that is, I think, what Mike Tomlin is doing. It's get him time to experience the NFL and get used to it. And that's what he needs to do. But in this one, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills in this one. I, at least a 10-point win, I'm going to say, as the Bills will move on to 4-1. and one. And for the next game, we have a battle of two and two teams as the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Cleveland Browns. Last week, the Chargers were able to pick up a victory against the Houston Texans, 34-24. Quarterback Justin Herbert with 340 yards passing the game and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Mike Williams, seven receptions for 120 yards. 
Running back Austin Eckler with a huge game this one. Six for 60 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Also had a receiving touchdown on the day. Tight end Gerald Everett with five receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. But some bad news before the game last week as the Chargers announced defense and Joey Boza will be put at IR after undergoing uh, groin surgery. So he'll be out for more than a month according to Fox Sports. So a uh, big loss for that Chargers defense and that is going to be a big effect to their defensive line and the rushing attack and also rushing the quarterback. Uh, but again, the Chargers uh, looked good to begin the game. They took a pretty dominant lead over the Texans, but the Texans did re were able to sneak their way back in this game. I think they got up big into a three-point game at one point, but the Chargers put that at that last touchdown to pretty much put it away. Uh, but again, the Chargers almost had a collapse in that second half, but were able to hold on to the victory. Uh, and another team, the other team they're going against, the Cleveland Browns ended up suffering a loss last week to the Atlanta Falcons, 23-20 to in a back-and-forth game in that one. Uh, in that game, the uh, led by running back Nick Chubb, who had 118 yards rushing and one touchdown. Quarterback Jacoby Brissett, 234 yards passing and one interception, but did have a rushing touchdown in the game. Tight end David Njoku, five receptions for 73 yards in the game. Wide receiver Davante Peoples-Jones, five receptions, 71 yards. And wide receiver Amari Cooper, having after having two very good weeks, uh, went back to where he was. When I was starting him, which I did start again this week in my fantasy football league, as he had one reception for 90 yards. So apparently whenever I play Amari Cooper, I find out that he just doesn't want to perform. So I'll make sure to keep that in mind for everybody else out there this week because I will have him on my bench. So might be a good time to play him this week. Uh, but the Cleveland Browns last week were in a back and forth game between uh, the two teams. Uh, but at the very end, just were not able to put, uh, make a drive to tie the game up or possibly win it as they uh, end up throwing the interception at the end of the game, trying to get downfield, as, again, the Falcons would pick up the win in that one. Uh, but in this one, I will have to go with the Los Angeles Chargers. I think, again, just better team overall in this one. Uh, yes, Cleveland will be at home, so they have a little bit of advantage. And I believe Miles Garrett would... I don't. I can't remember if Miles Garrett... I didn't even check this at all, but I believe Miles Garrett played uh, last week. I didn't hear anything about him being out. Uh, if you didn't hear about what happened to him, he got in a car crash. Uh, sounded like he didn't have too many injuries. Maybe just was kind of recovering from any whiplash or stuff like that. But again, did not hear him being out last week. So I believe he'll be playing this week as well. Uh, but either way, I do see the Chargers picking up the win in this one. I think they have just the more around offense and defense. Yes, losing Boas uh, is not a good thing for your defense. But I think they still have a lot of good weapons on that defense. Uh, especially going against a Cleveland team that, again, almost relies on Nick Chubb to do uh, something. They rely on their run game a little bit more than their pass game. Uh, that is why I think the Chargers are going to be able to hold on. I think Justin Herbert should do a good job. I will say this game will be a 7 or 10-point game I in my mind, so I think this will be a closer game. But I do see the Chargers picking up the win in this one. Uh, and moving to three and two on uh, the season, and putting the Cleveland Browns into the losing record. Next, we have a battle in the NFC North, where we have the two and two Chicago Bears taking on the three and one Minnesota Vikings. For the Chicago Bears, they suffered their second loss of the year against the New York Giants, twenty-two twelve. Was your Darnell Mooney, who finally had a big game this year after barely doing anything in the first three weeks. Having four receptions for 94 yards. He did have a big catch. I think it was for 70-some yards. I think that's where he got majority of his yards from. 
Uh, quarterback Justin Fields, again, continuing to struggle this year. Uh, 11 for 22 last week for 174 yards, was sacked six times, and also had 52 yards rushing. Running back Khalil Herbert, 77 yards rushing. And kicker Michael Bagley went 4 for 4 on field goals. He was replacing Carlos Santos, who could not go last week. Uh, last I checked, when I looked at the his name on ESPN, at least, it showed the NFL logo behind him. So I don't know if he's with the team anymore or not. Uh, that is something I guess to keep an eye on. But we'll, I'm going to guess if that's the case, Carlos Santos might be back this week as his kicking duties. But anyway, when you go 4 for 4, that looks pretty good. And you got to think an NFL team might be trying to pick you up. I know the Lions need a kicker. I can tell you that much. But uh, we'll see what happens to him if he's going to be playing for the Bears this week or if he is actually a free agent once again. Uh, but that is something to wait and see. Also, another thing to keep an eye on at the running back position for the Bears is David Montgomery going to be back for the Bears this week, uh, where we'll see him and Herbert probably splitting carries. Uh, again, another thing to keep an eye on for the Chicago Bears. But last week for the Minnesota Vikings, they were able to beat the Saints over in London, uh, 28-25. to Wide receiver Justin Jefferson, uh, 10 receptions for 147 yards and one rushing touchdown. Uh, one rece- yeah, he did have a rushing touchdown, excuse me. Yes, he did have a rushing touchdown. Uh, quarterback... Kirk Cousins, 273 yards passing, one touchdown, and one interception. Running back Delvin Cook, 76 yards rushing. Wide receiver Adam Thielen with eight receptions for 72 yards. And running back Alexander Madison, one receiving touchdown on that one. And kicker Greg Joseph putting the the scoring on his back as he went 5-for-5 on field goals in that game. So he uh, did a lot of the work in this one, getting a total of, I believe it would have been about 56, so it would have been, let's see, 17 points for the offense. Uh, luckily, they are also saved by a last-second field goal that had another double boink. We'll go over that one here a little bit later with the Saints as well. Uh, but in this one, uh, actually, another thing to mention too, I was kind of surprised to see this, but also, I guess maybe not. But this is the first time in Kirk Cousins' career he's ever been 3-1. and one. So uh, congratulations to Kirk Cousins on having the best start of his career. Uh, if he only wouldn't have struggled in that night game, uh, maybe we'll see where he would have been, but maybe before or no. But either way, the Vikings having a good start to the season. I don't see it stopping here. This Bears team has looked pretty bad all season long. And I expect it to continue here as they go to Minnesota. I expect the Vikings to win this one. I'm going to say it's going to be probably about, by about 10 or more points in this one. Uh, this Vikings team is pretty good. Uh, defense has been on and off from time to time, yes. But this offense has been looking pretty good. Uh, and I see the Vikings picking up the win in this one. And moving to 4-1 and one and picking up, again, another big win in the division. Next, we have a battle between two 1-3 and three teams as the Detroit Lions... Had to the New England to play the Patriots. Uh, the Lions last week losing to the Seattle Seahawks in an absolute shootout. 48-45. Quarterback Jared Goff throwing for 378 yards. Four touchdowns and one interception, which was pretty costly as it was a pick six in the second quarter. Tight end TJ Hawkinson did what we all expected him to do in Detroit since we drafted him. Eight receptions for 179 yards and two touchdowns. Incredible game for TJ Hawkinson. Running back Jamal Williams filling in for the injured DeAndre Swift with 185 yards and two touchdowns in the game. Uh, Swift will also be out this week with his injury. Uh, let him recover. I agree with the decision on that one. Let him get back to 100%. As we have our bye week, the Lions have their bye week next week as well. 
Uh, wide receiver Josh Reynolds leading the way, receiving with seven receptions for 81 yards and one touchdown as Amaran St. Brown out of this game as well uh, with an injury. We'll see if he will be back this week or not. That is up in the air. Again, wouldn't mind him resting again this week. Uh, let him get to 100%. No point of throwing uh, injured players out there and uh, taking any risk. Wide receiver Tom Kennedy, the preseason hero for the Detroit Lions, played in this one in his first NFL game. Three receptions for 54 yards. And running back Justin Jackson, also receiving touchdown in this game as well. And a fun note, some fun notes to add for the Detroit Lions, because there's a lot of fun notes after how crazy the season has been for the Lions. This Lions team is the sixth team in Super Bowl era to have both rushing and passing touchdown leaders through four games with Jared Goff and Jamal Williams. As the last two teams to do that were the 2019 Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. And we have to go all the way back to 2000 for the next team that did that. And with that was with Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk. Also a team in Washington, a Washington team, a Buffalo Bills team have done it twice. One of those running backs including O.J. Uh, Simpson back in the day for that Buffalo Bills. But again, a cool little stat to have for the Detroit Lions. And a cool stat and not a cool stat at all, I guess is the Lions have the number one scoring offense in the league with 35 points per game. But with a 1-3 record, you know they have to have the worst defense in the league points-wise with 35.3 points per game. They've allowed 281 points in the first four games, and that is a sadly an NFL record. So a Lions offense that has been absolutely mind-blowing to us, which we have been very, very happy to see to now seeing a defense that has just been awful. It just seems like it's a Lions thing, honestly. Either one side of the ball is good and the other side is bad. That's just how it goes here. Hopefully, hopefully at some point here we get this figured out. Again, just need to stay healthy is a key thing, I think, for the Lions. And hopefully after our bye, the bye week next week, that, that team can get things healthy. And, of course, we have uh, Williams, uh, wide receiver, the rookie, our, the rookie there, to be joining in the team here very soon as well. But let's go ahead to New England where the Patriots suffered a loss in overtime to the Green Bay Packers 27-24. Uh, in this one, court, Brian, quarterback Brian Hoyer was the starting quarterback filling in for Mac Jones who had a ankle injury. I believe it was a spring ankle if I'm correct. Uh, this one, Hoyer went 5-6 for six for 37 yards. Why was the stats so low? Well, he suffered an injury in this one, a head injury. Uh, believed to be a concussion from the sounds of it. And we know how serious the NFL is taking concussions in this league now. And we'll go over that one here a little bit later as well. But he got hurt and was knocked out of the game. Which brought in the third string quarterback, rookie Bailey Zappa. Zappi, excuse me. And he came in this game and threw for 99 yards and one touchdown. And he is the first quarterback, rookie quarterback this year to throw for a touchdown. Kenny Pickett did also play this week. So we had two rookie quarterbacks uh, play this week. Uh, except Pickett only ran for touchdowns. Zip, uh, Zappa actually, Zappi actually threw for a touchdown. So, get some good first game experience for him. And he even got to go to overtime against the Packers. So, he kept the Patriots in this game. Uh, running back Damian Harris had 85 yards rushing and a touchdown as well. Ramondre Stevenson had 66 yards rushing as well. So, the running game was huge for the Patriots in this one. And that seems like they've been the uh, calling card for the Patriots the past two years running the ball. Wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, three receptions, 46 yards in this one. Wide receiver Devontae Parker also had a touchdown. And quarterback Jack Jones had a 40-yard interception return for a touchdown. But the Patriots now, all question marks in the air coming into this game. Uh, who's going to be the starting quarterback? Is it going to be Hoyer? Is it going to be Zappi? Is it going to be Mike Jones? will be back from his injury as well. Uh, 
from what it sounds like, they said he could miss multiple weeks, uh, Jones, but I there's a possibility he could be playing this week. So it'll be interesting to see who's going to be playing the quarterback for the Patriots in this one. And uh, <laughs> this uh, this is an interesting one. Who's going to win this one? I, I, I want to go with the Patriots. I honestly do. I do want to go with the Lions. I think that's the homer in me wanting to pick the Lions. I mean, that offense is looking very good. I... That's one reason why I want to go with them, but knowing how that defense is. But if the Patriots are playing their third-string quarterback, I want to go with the uh, Patriots, uh, the Lions in this one. But if Mac Jones is playing, I want to go with the Patriots. I, I'm just gonna go with the one I think I need to go with in this one. Uh, again, we don't know if St. Brown's gonna be playing this game as well, so there's so many question marks up there going in this one. If I'm going with what I know as of right now I think I'm gonna go again this is probably a homer response to this one but I'm gonna go with the Detroit Lions again I think this offense has just looked absolutely incredibly good this season I I think they can keep it going uh Jamal Williams I, and we've seen what the Packers were able to do on the ground against this uh Patriots team I think this Lions team can do the same thing on the ground uh even without Swift I think Jamal Williams can run the ball very well uh, as long as golf can avoid turnovers, I think they should be fine. Uh, again, if Z- Jones doesn't play, I definitely think the Lions will win. If Jones does play, this game is an up in the air to me, and I think the Patriots could win this one uh, more than the Lions winning it. But I'm going to go with the Lions with my pick from everything I know right now. Uh, we'll see if St. Brown's going to be back. We'll see how this team does. Uh, hopefully, they learned a lot from the mistakes, especially uh, on the defensive side. They have to prove themselves this week. I think this is a prove-it week for them. And that is why I think the Lions will win this one by the slimmest of margins. Hopefully the Lions have a good kicker this week because they did at least a kicker this week. So we'll see who will even be the kicker for the Lions as well. But I think the Lions will win this one. I think both teams will get into the 20-point range in this one no matter who's playing at quarterback. Hopefully the Lions defense plays better this week. And But I am very, very struggling going to go with the Lions in this one. Uh Hopefully they uh, agree with me and uh, help me help them pick up help uh, with me with picking up the win this week. Up next we have the two and two Seattle Seahawks taking on the one and three New Orleans Saints. Uh, last week the Seahawks were able to win that shootout I just mentioned against the Detroit Lions, 48 to 20, 45. Uh, quarterback Geno Smith looking very good in this game, 23 for 30, 320 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Running back Rashad Penny having a good game as well. 151 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Wide receiver DK Metcalf with seven receptions for 149 yards. So the first big game of the year for Metcalf. What is he retired Lockett with a 91 yards receiving and a fumble loss in this game as well. Also tight end Will Disley and tight end Noah Fant each had a touchdown on this one. And cornerback Tyreek Woolen with a 40-yard interception return for a touchdown. Uh, Seattle, again, having another big game after having two straight losses, now come back and beat a Detroit Lions team in an absolute incredible game, if you want to call it that. Uh, if you're a casual fan, as a Lions fan, it was a roller coaster of all proportions. I can't explain what it was for me. Uh, but either way, the Seahawks were able to hang on at the very end and pick up the victory and move to 2-2 two and two in that season and be in a, a two-way tie with every other team in their division right now. Uh, so, Seattle 
Technically still in the hunt for the NFC West, as we'll see what they're able to do on the road now as they take on the New Orleans Saints, who suffered a loss last week to the Vikings, 28-25. to Quarterback Andy Dalton playing in this one as Jameis Winston was not able to go. Uh, he went two, through for 236 yards and one touchdown, did have a fumble loss in the game as well. Wide receiver Chris Olave, the rookie, leading the way of receiving with four receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. I should mention Mike Thomas did not play in this game due to injury. Uh, running back Latavius Murray led the way rushing in this one as Alvin Kamara also not in this game for the Saints. So a lot of big weapons losing for the Saints, but we're still able to hang on in, the, in this game against the Vikings. Uh, Murray 57 yards and one touchdown. And the funny thing is Murray led the backfield in this game and he is not even on the team anymore as the Broncos ended up picking him up after losing Williams, claiming him off the practice squad. So Murray now in the Mile High City. Uh, wide receiver Marquise Callaway. Three receptions, 53 yards in this game. And tight end, uh, quarterback, running back, whatever you want to call him. Tyson Hill with one rushing touchdown in this game. And kicker Will Lutz uh, will be forever remembered in London as the guy who had the double boink. As he kicked the game-winning field goal. We're off the side drop right. What off the bottom up right and just barely bounced out. So we have a double boink once again. Uh, so the... The Bears fans, they had some bad flashbacks from that one. <laughs> they had watched that game. Uh, but either way, Lutz tried to get in the game winner. Just barely, by the slimmest of margins, misses. And does not put the game in overtime. And the Vikings end up losing that game. But again, for a team that's losing one of their star receivers, losing their quarterback, and losing their star running back, I would have to feel pretty good about this uh, that effort by the Saints. They were able to keep it close against a very good Minnesota Vikings team. And now the questions are, will Kamara be back this week from his rib injury? From the sounds of it, he should be. Will Mike Thomas be back? I believe he will be. And then I sounds of it, Jameis uh, Will, uh, uh, Winston uh, could be back this week as well. Again, all the way and see. But a good job by Andy Dalton and company this week uh, doing what they could to stay in this game uh, against the Vikings. Uh, and in this one, if... Uh, again, this is another one that could be very interesting. Uh, the Saints defense has not been playing the way they should have been so far this year. Uh, and the Seattle offense, again, they played the Detroit Lions defense last week, so who knows how good this offense actually is at times. Uh, it seems like Geno Smith has been just kind of throwing the safety throws more than anything this year. Uh, this game, he was able to air it out a little bit more, so maybe building more confidence for Smith as this year is going on. But in this one... Uh, could be interesting to pick on this one because if Winston plays, there's going to be some turnovers by the Saints in this as well. Uh, if I'm going to go with anything in this one, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints, I believe. Uh, I think the home field advantage will be the key in this one. I think the Saints defense will be able to do enough to stop the Seattle team. This could be a close one. This could be a 3-7 to seven point game at the very end, but I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, getting Mike Thomas back will help this offense. Getting Kamara back will help this offense. And I think it will be enough for the Saints to pick up the win in this one. And pick up their second win of the season. So again, I'm going to go with the Saints beating the Seahawks. Next, we have the battle in the AFC East. As the 3-1 Miami Dolphins will take on the 2-2 New York Jets. Last week, the Miami Dolphins suffered their first loss of the season. Losing to the Bengals 27-15 on Thursday Night Football. And in that game, quarterback Tua Tungvaloa threw for 110 yards and an interception. Uh, and of course, I'm guessing everybody has heard or seen what happened in that one as he was knocked out of the game. 
uh, in the second quarter with a concussion that was pretty serious. As, again, I think Amazon Prime didn't need to show the video and everything that happened as much as they did. Uh, especially since he was down on the field for 10 minutes, it seemed like. Uh, he was put on a cart and had to leave the stadium and taken to the hospital. As if you didn't see the images of his fingers and everything else that were just all twisted up and looked like it was... You could tell it was very, very serious just from looking at the images of it. Uh, again, might have been his second, possibly his second concussion in under a week, which is very, very serious. And from what I've heard or read about from doctor stuff, uh, when your fingers are twisted up like that, it means you have nerve, uh, very serious uh, damage in your brain pretty much. Uh, so... Again, glad to hear too was okay. He was released from the hospital that night. He was able to go back home with the team. So glad to hear that. Glad he is in okay shape. Uh, but there's a lot of chances going to be happening in the NFL after that. At the NFLPA and the NFL uh, sooner are uh, expected to agree on a new protocol. I believe it may have already been agreed on actually. In which any time any player demonstrates any instability, he is not allowed to return to the game. Uh, that rule is expected to be in effect this week, according to ESPN. And this is the right decision. Is. Uh, a little detail for the mindset of a player, even in high school or college, you don't want to leave the game. Honestly, if you're a starter, you don't want to leave the game. Your mindset is, I'm going to play. If I feel like I can play, I'm going to play. And that is the job of a doctor to say, hey, you're not good to go. You need to not, you need to not go in. You need to take the helmet away from the player and say, stop. You can't go in. As someone who's dealt with concussions in their career, I get that. I understand that each side has their own mindset. No matter what, as a player, you want to help a team win. That's how it is. And it's just that competitive spirit. We don't think sometimes about our health. We think about, all right, I need to go out there and play. I need to play no matter what. I need to do what I need to finish this game off for my team. And that's what's to his mindset. Yeah, he may, in his head, he may have been a little bit shook up. But his, in his in you know, it's just competitive spirit, you want to play. And again, that is the job of the doctor. That is your job to tell them, stop, do not go out there, you cannot do anything. And that is why the guy who checked him has now been fired. He was not affiliated with the Dolphins. He's just a neurosurgeon who, or neuro guy who checks heads and takes the test. Apparently, he made quite a few mistakes while taking that test. So, again, key thing of why he lost his job. And it also has been announced that Miami Dolphins head coach Mike Daniels announced Tua will be out this week. This game against the New York Jets. Uh, he announced this on Monday. He is still in concussion protocol. That is according to ESPN. And a lot of people I've read online were saying, how can you already rule him out if he uh, has if, before Sunday to check if he can clear protocol? Let's be honest. The guy had all, probably had two concussions in a week. Probably a good idea to give this guy some time to heal. Uh, no point in throwing him out there and getting another one or doing something else to his head. I let the guy rest. Let him take probably a couple weeks off, I would say. Uh, let him breathe for a little bit. Let him get his head situated. Again, no point of throwing him out. It's just like... Uh, I guess, for example, we can go over to NASCAR right now. Alex Bowman, who had a concussion, he's now going to be out for his second week this week. Uh, and we've had uh, Kurt Busch, who has been out since June. Uh, so, again, just kind of safety with the protection protocol. Be safe out there. Don't point a hair in your brain anymore. Again, don't ruin your life over a game. It's something that, <laughs> yes, it's something, it's your life. It's your how you make your, uh, make your life happen. It's how you get paid. But at the same time, do not damage your brain. Don't kill yourself by doing this. Take your let, let Tua take his time coming back. I think is the safest bet for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but at, at least I would say for the next couple of weeks, Teddy Bridgewater will be the starting quarterback for this Dolphins team. And for the New York 
Jets, they were able to beat the Steelers last week, 24-20. Quarterback Zach Wilson making his return as he makes his first start at quarterback this year after being injured the first three weeks. He starts his uh, season 18 for 36 for 252 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions, but also did have a receiving touchdown on this one. Uh, wide receiver Corey Davis leading the way, receiving with five receptions for 74 yards on touchdown. Running back Brees Hall with 66 yards rushing and a touchdown. Wide receiver Elijah Moore with three receptions for 53 yards. Tight end Tyler Conklin at three receptions for 52 yards. And wide receiver Braxton Berrios with one passing touchdown in the game, throwing it to Zach Wilson. Uh, so the Jets of this one were able to do pretty decent in this one, I would say. Again, a Steelers team, I think, that's figuring stuff on offense right now still, especially putting their rookie quarterback in uh, midway through the game. Uh, but Zach Wilson, a little bit of a struggles in his first game back, but was able to lead his team to a victory. That is all that matters. A W is a W, and the Jets now have their second win on the season. So now against a Miami Dolphins team who is trying to come through with the two injury, now with Bridgewater at quarterback, this one could be an interesting one, especially being a divisional game in the AFC East. Uh, usually those games can always be close, so I'm expecting a close one in this one. Uh, so I think it all could come down to quarterback play. Let's see how Teddy Bridgewater will do being the starting quarterback. We'll see how Zach Wilson can do in this one. Uh, but I am still going to go with Miami Dolphins in this one. I think it's overall, weapon-wise, they have a lot more. Uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be used quite a bit in this game. We'll see him running the ball at times, I feel like, as well. Uh, we'll see how this does for Jalen Waddell as in that game. He struggled uh, with two receptions for 39 yards, both those catches being from Tua in the first half. So we'll see what that happens with that. I don't know if I went through everything else with the Miami Dolphins team in that game. I don't think I did. I got too much of the Tua thing. Uh, either way, Teddy Bridgewater went in the game, 193 yards, one touchdown, one reception. Sorry if I'm repeating myself here, but I'll just go through this in case I just forgot. What is it for Tyree Kill? 10 receptions for 160 yards. Running back Raheem Mostert, 69 yards rushing. Wide receiver Trent Sheffield, four receptions, 55 yards. Running back Chase Edmonds, one reception for one receiving touchdown in the game. And again, Waddle having two receptions for 39 yards, both those coming in the first half. Uh, but again, I think Miami Dolphins are going to win this one. I just think they have more weapons on this team, even with these uh, without their starting quarterback. I think Bridgewater will be able to use these weapons enough to pick up the win in this one. Again, don't be surprised if it's a three to seven point game. Again, division game, usually those can be pretty close. But I think Miami will be able to go on the road to New York, or New Jersey, actually, the stadium actually is in, but be able to beat the New York team and move to 4-1 on the season. Up next, we have a battle in the NFC South as the two, battle two and two teams, actually, as the Atlanta Falcons will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last week, Atlanta was able to pick up a win against the Browns, 23-20. Running back Tyler Elgar had uh, 84 yards rushing, and that one, uh, as quarterback Marcus Mariota struggled in this one, 7 for 19 for 139 yards in an interception. Running back uh, Caleb Huntley with 56 yards rushing in this one as wide receiver. Okay, hopefully I get this name right. Uh, Ulamaya de Zania had two receptions, 55 yards. Sorry if I butchered that name at all. Uh, and running back Cordario Patterson had a touchdown in this one. But he will not be seen for the next four weeks as he is going on IR with a knee injury, according to Sleeper. Uh, so he will be out for four weeks. So Allgaier will be the leading running back for the team. Also, uh, tight end Kyle Pitts struggled in this one. One reception for 25 yards. And kicker Youngway Koo went three for three on field goals in this game. Of course, being the deciding factor with the Falcons leading, winning by three. 
So the Atlanta picking up a big win. A lot of people, of course, worried probably they were going to blow this game because they had a pretty good history of doing that. Uh, but we're able to hold on and get an interception at the end of the game to beat the Browns and now be tied for the division lead with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the winner of this, winner of this game will take the division lead. As last week, the Bucs will lose to the Chiefs 41-31 to on Sunday Night Football. Uh, quarterback Tom Brady throwing for 385 yards and three touchdowns. Wide receiver Mike Evans, eight receptions for 103 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Chris Godwin, seven receptions, 59 yards. Running back Leonard Fournette with 77 receptions for 59 yards and a touchdown. And running back Rashad White with no touchdown in this one. Also five receptions for 50 yards. And Tampa Bay uh, just struggling on defense in this one. They could not stop Patrick Mahomes and that offense. They just got absolutely destroyed. Chiefs offense, I mean, the Bucks offense did exactly what they expected him to do. Now having Godwin back, having Julio Jones, who really didn't do anything in this game as well. I think he only had one catch in the game, and it was for very minimum yards. Uh, so good to have the whole team back. Uh, also, those who are, might be wondering, uh, Cole Beasley, he uh, played this week as well for the second time, and I don't know if he got moved back. Yeah, he was on the roster for Sunday, so I expect he would still be on the main roster. Uh, but today he, uh, excuse me, on was so Wednesday he announced that he uh, is going to be retiring from the NFL to spend time with his family. Uh, of course, you may have seen what's going on with Tom Brady right now. Uh, we won't go into that. That's uh, that's his deal. Not, nothing that we need to talk about. Uh, but Cole Beasley will be retiring from the NFL, so he will be off the Bucks team now. Uh, not like he'd be too much of a factor for this Bucks team, anyways. I don't think. Uh, but Bucks now coming into this one. Almost needing a win this week to make sure they can take control of the division. Uh, they are going to be at home for this one. And I do think the Bucks will win this one, I would say, by about 10 points. Uh, this team has got to be fired up coming to this game. This defense needs to be fired up coming to this game. I think both sides of the ball will be clicking in this one. And I believe that we will have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick up the win in this one by about 10 points. Beating the Atlanta Falcons as the Buccaneers will take the division lead and go to 3-2 and two on the season. Next, we have the Tennessee Titans at 2-2, two two, taking on the Washington Commanders at 1-3. Last week, the Titans were able to pick up a win against division rival Colts, 24-12. Running back Derrick Henry, looking like Derrick Henry, running for 114 yards and a touchdown in this one. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill throwing 17 for 21 for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Another game, I don't hope, I don't butch, but I probably will. Uh, Craig Ozima, Okowo. Akamo, uh, again, oh, sorry if I butched that one. Three receptions for 38 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver Robert Woods with a touchdown in this one. And also announced this week, rookie wide receiver uh, Tylon uh, Burks, Traylon uh, Burks, excuse me, uh, had a been uh, diagnosed with turf toe, so he could miss some time with some rehab, as according to Sleeper. Uh, so we'll see if uh, Burks will be able to play or not this week. Again, turf toe is a lingering injury, so he could take him out no time. It could take him out for a while. Uh, it all depends on how serious the turf toe is. So, again, something to keep an eye on for Burks and for this Titans team. Uh, but, again, be able to pick up a big win in the division uh, matchup against the Colts, which was a team they're probably expected to compete with in that division. Well, not really because the Jags are looking pretty good as well, too, as they are tied with the Titans for that division lead. Uh, but, again, Titans uh, continuing to at least be tied for the division lead right now 
as now they have a big matchup here against the Washington Commanders, who suffered a loss to the Cowboys last week, 25-10, as Carson Wentz continues to struggle as he had 170 yards passing this game, one touchdown and two interceptions. Running back Antonio Gibson leading the way in the backfield with 49 yards rushing. Uh, wide receiver Jahad Dotson led the receiving with three receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. And we probably will not be seeing Dotson this week either because he's dealing with a hamstring injury and will be out for about one to two weeks, according to Sleeper. So more likely, Dotson will not be playing this week and possibly next week. Uh, but wide receiver Taylor McLaurin uh, also struggled in this game. Two receptions for 15 yards. Also hurting my fantasy team as well and probably a lot of people, other people also. But again, this Washington team struggling all season long. They just seem like they cannot get things clicking at times. Uh, just seems that Carson Wentz is not having the thing that he needs to have. So we'll see if maybe he can turn around against the Titans team, which has looked pretty decent so far this year. I don't expect it, though. I expect the Titans to pick up the win in this one. Derrick Henry would not be surprised if he has another big game in this one. I uh, don't expect, I wouldn't be surprised if he has 100 yards in this. Uh, they're going to rely on Derrick Henry like they probably do every other week. And I expect the Titans to win this one on the road in Washington and pick up the win. Uh, we'll say, I just want to be surprised if this is a 10-point margin as well in this one. But again, I think the Titans win this one and go to 3-2 and two on the season. Next, we have the only team not to have a win this season, yet they haven't lost every game, as the 0-3-1 Houston Texans take on the 2-2 Jacksonville Jaguars in a battle in the AFC South. Houston last week suffering a loss to the Chargers, 34-24. Running back Damian Pierce uh, with 131 yards rushing and a touchdown. The rookie looking really good so far to begin this season. Quarterback David Mills, 246 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. It was also sacked four times. Wide receiver Nico Collins with three receptions for 82 yards. Wide receiver Brandon Cook, seven receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown. And running back Rex Burkhead also had a receiving touchdown in this game. Uh, the Texans struggled at the beginning of the game. We're not able to get things going against the Chargers. But second half, they got the ball rolling. Uh, Pierce had a big run in the second half that allowed him to get... I think they got into a three up to three point, made it to a three-point game until the Chargers were able to score again late. Uh, but Houston chose to fight at the end at least, which is good to see. Uh, now in a divisional matchup and a... Got to be getting a win, hopefully sooner or later. We'll see how they do against the Jacksonville Jaguars team. Has looked very, very good to begin this. Uh, very good, I say. At least pretty good to begin the season. Uh, last week, not looking too good as they were able to lose. They lost to the Eagles 29-21. And the way quarterback Tra uh, Trevor Lawrence played this one, it's amazing they were even that close. As Lawrence in this one went 11 for 23, 174 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And I believe this is the most I've ever seen somebody lose the ball in my entire life. He had four fumbles lost in this game. He was also sacked four times. So, uh, weather was a factor in this game. It was raining out, and apparently Trevor Lawrence did not like that weather at all because it cost him to cuff off the ball four times in this one. So, nuts to see uh, Lawrence have five turnovers in this one and only lose by eight points against an undefeated Eagles team, which is very impressive. Uh, but wide receiver Kirsten Kirk had two receptions for 60 yards. Wide receiver Jamal Agnew, four receptions, 50 yards, and had both receiving touchdowns in this game. Running back Travis Etienne Jr., 32 yards rushing, leading the backfield in this one. And safety Andre Casco at a 59 interception return for a touchdown to help out this Jaguars team against the Eagles. Uh, but again, the Jaguars have looked very good the first three weeks this week. Staying in the game at least, so the defense at least proving what they could do in this one. Uh, still looking good, but the offense did struggle. I can only imagine if they avoided those turnovers if they were able to 
dethrone this Eagles team and give them their first loss this season as well. So I still consider this Jaguars team to be a very good team in my opinion, or a good team, I see by saying very good for some reason, a good team uh, so far this year, and I think they will keep that going in this one against the Houston Texans at home. I believe they will be able to beat them. I think this will be about a 10-point win for the Jaguars as well. I expect Trevor Lawrence to bounce back on this one. He's back hopefully in the sunshine this week, depending on the weather is in Florida. Of course, that always changes in Florida. Who God knows what the weather is going to be like in Florida ever. Uh, uh, especially with what happened last week, everything going on with Ian. Uh, but, Hurricane Ian, I should say, if you guys don't know about that, hopefully everybody has heard about that. Uh, but either way, Jacksonville will be uh, winning this one, I believe. I think they will pick up the win in this one. Uh, again, by about 10 margins, and move to 3-2 and two on the season. And Houston will have to wait another week to pick up their first win of the season. Now let's head to the 4 o'clock games of this week as we'll start off with the 2-2 two two San Francisco 49ers taking on the 1-3 Carolina Panthers. Last week, the Niners were able to pick up a big win in the NFC West as they were able to beat up on the Rams 24-9. Wide receiver Daviel Samuels having a big game in this one. Six receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Could like Jimmy Garoppolo with 239 yards passing and a passing touchdown. Running back Jeff, Jeff Williams Jr., 74 yards rushing and a touchdown. And another name I had to look up, and I hope I do not mess this one up. This is a very tough one, in my opinion. Tua Noah Telonoa uh, Hufanga with 52-yard interception return for a touchdown. Again, if I mess that name up, I am very sorry. Uh, but a great interception return for a touchdown off Stafford, which pretty much capped off the game for the Niners in the fourth quarter. Uh, but the Niners' defense looking very, very good this year. I believe they're one of two teams with the Dallas Cowboys to not allow over 20 points in a game this year. So, obviously, the Niners have one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, going against probably one of the worst offenses in the league this week, the Carolina Panthers, who lost the Cardinals last week, 26-16. Running back Christian McCaffrey having a pretty good game. Nine receptions for 81 yards and one touchdown. I didn't really do anything on the ground with only 27 yards rushing. Uh, quarterback Baker Mayfield, 197 yards passing, one touchdown, and two interceptions, also including a fumble loss as that one as well. So Baker Mayfield continuing to turn the ball over so far this year. Wide receiver DJ Moore, having his best performance of the year. Six receptions, 50 yards, and linebacker Frank uh, Lavu having a 33-yard interception turn for a touchdown to help out this Carolina team. Uh, but... In this one, easily going to the 49ers in this one. This could be a blowout in this one. I'm gonna gonna say this is gonna be a 14 or more point win for the Niners. Uh, if you're making bets on the overrun, uh, the spread in this game, I would definitely go for the spread with the 49ers on the road in this one. I don't see that one getting this. The spread has this one has to be 10 and a half. I would say almost it has to be. I would be shocked if it wasn't. Uh, but the Niners, I think, are going go on the road in this one. They're gonna beat up on the Panthers and they will move to three and two on the season. Uh, I'm getting to the mindset right now. Baker might be replaced very, very soon as a starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. I'll be surprised if Sam Darnold comes back in uh, and at some point uh, in, in this season. Up next, we have probably what would be the game of the week, if one of the games of the week at least in the NFL, as the three and one Dallas Cowboys take on the two and two Los Angeles Rams. Dallas Cowboys were able to beat the Commanders last week 25-10, led by quarterback Cooper Rush. Fire up chips. The, he led the team with 223 yards and two touchdowns. 
He is now the first quarterback in uh, franchise history to start his career 4-0. So congratulations to Cooper Rush. Uh, continuing to look good for this Cowboys team. What is your CD Lamb? Six receptions for 97 yards and one touchdown. What is your Noah Brown? Three receptions for 61 yards. Or back Zeke Elliott, 49 yards rushing. And what is your Michael Gallup playing his first game of the season since tearing his ACL in January uh, at the end of last season? He had a receiving touchdown in this game. Also, kicker Brett uh, Meyer went four for four on field goals in the game. And the question now is. Is Dak Prescott ready to return this week? As he did have his stitches removed from his hand last week. There was rumors of him possibly even playing last week. Uh, but the question is, do you want to replace him for Cooper Rush, who's been playing very, very well? Uh, in my opinion, you play Rush play until he shows that, or at least plays until uh, Prescott is 100% or Rush shows he's struggling. Uh, this could be a week possibly playing against a very difficult Rams defense. Uh, but again, Rush has been playing absolutely incredible. If anything, Rush has proved he'll be a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys for life, or he's easily going to be signing somewhere else to be a starting quarterback, or he's going to get a high, very high contract to be one of the best quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Either way, Rush is proving to the point that he's going to get a nice paycheck here at some point down the line. Uh, but for the Rams last week, struggling mightily against the 49ers as they lost that one 24-9. What is he for Cooper Cup? Being Cooper Cup, of course. 14 receptions for 122 yards in that game. The only player that seems like uh, Matthew Stafford likes to look for. As Stafford this game, 254 yards, one interception, one fumble loss, and sacked seven times in that game against the Niners. Uh, Tyler Higby, the other player that Stafford seems like looks for a lot. 10 receptions for 73 yards. And kicker Matt Gay, 3 for 3 on field goals in this game. And another guy that for this Rams team that has been surprisingly not targeted this year is Allen Robinson. A lot of people expected him to have a big season this year playing for the Rams. Uh, but only having one catch in this game. So, interesting to see why he's been struggling this year. Either it just does a connection with Stafford or it's just the team not getting along. But overall, this team got in the red zone three times. A head kick of three field goal all every time they got there. So this team could just could not capitalize with their opportunities, and that's what caused them to lose that game against the Niners. Uh, but in a big matchup here against the Cowboys, again, <laughs> uh, another one that could be very, very interesting, and this one could go either way. But I'm going to give the biggest advantage in this one to the Dallas Cowboy defense. Again, just like I mentioned just a um, couple minutes ago, this Cowboy defense is one of two teams that um, allowed 20 or fewer points in each game this year. And I think this defense will be good enough to cause some uh, trouble for this Rams team. And as much as I kind of don't want to do this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys with what you might many call an upset on the road in a very close game this one. Uh, again, as long as Cooper Rush doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't feel the pressure from this Rams team, I think this offense will be fine. I think the defense can do what they need to do to stop Stafford. Again, cause maybe a turnover or two in this one. And as long as they contain Cooper Cup, I think they should be fine, honestly. I think this Cowboys team has enough to go on the road and pick up a win. And if they do pick up a win in this one, that would be huge for this team. And Dallas might be looked at as one of the best teams, if not the best team, in the NFC. So I'm going to go with on a limb in this one. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys pick up an upset on the road in this one and beat the Rams and put the Rams into a losing record, which is mind-blowing. They did wear 0-1 at one point this year as well. But to have them 
two and three is I would be surprising, especially them being Super Bowl champions last year. But I'm gonna go to the Dallas Cowboys winning this one and going to four and one on the season. This will be a close one. This will be a three point game more than likely, I would say. But I do have the Cowboys winning this one against the Rams. Another good game this week. We have the four and zero and only undefeated team left in the NFL. Philadelphia Eagles taking on the two and two. Arizona Cardinals. Last week, the Eagles were able to beat the Jaguars 29-21. And running back Miles Sanders finally getting the love he deserves as he runs for 134 yards and two touchdowns in the game. Wide receiver A.J. Brown, five receptions for 95 yards. And quarterback Jalen Hurts, 204 yards passing this one. One reception and also had a rushing touchdown. Again, uh, rainy weather in this one. Uh, caused some the pretty much run the ball more than basketball. That's probably why Sanders had a lot of rushing yards. But good to see Sanders having a good week. Our running back Kenneth uh, Gainwell also have a rushing touchdown in this game as well. So the Eagles continue reigning undefeated. Looking good again. Uh, using the running game. They can throw the ball when they want to. Of course Hurts can run the ball as well as like I mentioned had a rushing touchdown. So all around this offense is very good. Uh, I believe Darius Slade did get hurt in this game. I don't know if he came back or not. That's something to keep an eye on I guess for the Eagles coming in this week. Uh, but again, let's head over to the Cardinals side. They were able to beat the Panthers last week 26-16. Uh, quarterback Kyler Murray, 270 yards passing, two touchdowns, interception, which ended up being a pick six. He also had a rushing touchdown in that game as well. Wide receiver Marquise Brown, who's been looking very good for this Arizona team, filling in for DeAndre Hopkins, who is still on for suspension. Uh, six receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown in this game. Running back James Conner, 55 yards rushing, and tight end Zach Ertz with a receiving touchdown in this one as well. So Cardinals, again, just trying to do what they can to stay in the NFC West. They are tied with every team in the division right now at 2-2. Two and two. So doing what they can to at least keep up with the division. Uh, but in this one, they are going to fall back in the division once again, as I believe the Eagles are going to pick up the win in this one. Uh, this will be closer than I think a lot of people think it might be. I think this could be a three-point game at the end. Uh, but I think the Eagles will be able to hang on. Again, this team has just looked good all around this year. I, it's hard to go against them. Unless they play a really good team as well. Uh, but in this one, I am going to go with the Eagles. I think they'll be able to beat the Cardinals. Again, I expect this to be a closer game. Three to seven points, I would say. Uh, but I think the Eagles will go on the road and beat the Cardinals. And move to 5-0 and on the season. And remain the only undefeated team in the NFL. Now let's head over to Sunday Night Football which for another game that uh, could possibly be the game of the week. As a battle of two and two teams that are tied atop of the AFC North as the Cincinnati Bengals will take on the Baltimore Ravens. Last week, the Bengals were able to pick up a win against the Dolphins, 27-15. Quarterback Joe Burrow, 287 yards passing, two touchdowns. Wide receiver Ty T. Higgins with seven receptions for 124 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver Jamal Chase, four receptions for 81 yards. Running back Joe Mixon, 61 yards and one touchdown. And tight end Hayden Hurst with a touchdown as well. Uh, Bengals again coming back. Uh, now kind of get the ball rolling a little bit on offense uh, after starting 0-2. Uh, now Joe Burrow, let's see if he can keep this going and see if he can get his receivers uh, going as well a little bit more as the season goes on. Uh, but this Bengals team starting to look like the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, is now they're going against another very good team, the Baltimore Ravens, who suffered a, I would say, devastating loss last week to the Bills. 23-20 after leading 20-3 at one point. Uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson threw for 144 yards, one touchdown, and had two interceptions. Did also run for 73 yards in that game. Wide receiver Devin Duvernay, four receptions, 51 yards. Running back Justice Hill, 45 yards rushing. 
And running back J.K. Dobbins Megan playing his first game of the season after being injured last year. Uh, getting reco- Finally recovering from that. He had two touchdowns this game, one rushing and receiving. So a good bet comeback for J.K. Dobbins. Expecting more from him this week as well. More yardage-wise than touchdown-wise because two touchdowns again this week. Good for him though. Uh, but the Bills again... Had a little bit of a collapse in this game. Had a pretty good lead in the second half. Did not score any points at all. Uh, Lamar Jackson with a crucial turnover near the end of the game as well. Uh, but, again, let's see if they can bounce back at home here against and against a division rival. I expect this to be a three-point game at the very end. And, again, another tough choice on who I think is going to win this one. If I had to take a guess, I... Again, very hard. I don't know if I have too much faith in this Bengals defense is the thing. But I don't have any faith really in the Baltimore defense as well. Uh, but if this game does become a shootout, I I think I have to go with the team with more weapons. And that is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bengals, as much as I think Lamar is probably going to have 100 yards rushing in this game, I just feel like Joe Burrow will be able to sling the ball downfield enough. Just enough. To help this team, I'm going to make a prediction on this one, a crazy prediction. I'm going to say they win by a field goal at the last second. And I'm going to go with the Bengals winning this one on the road. Again, this one could go either way. I'm just going to my gut on this one. I'm going to have the Bengals winning this one uh, by a last second field goal to end the game more than likely. Again, the Baltimore crowd will be devastated by losing the game at the final seconds as I think the Bengals will win this one and take control of the AFC North and move to 3-2 and two on the season. And we will wrap up Week 5 in the NFL with Monday Night Football as a battle in the AFC West as the 1-3 and three Las Vegas Raiders take on the Kansas City Chiefs at 3-1. and one. Last week, the Raiders were able to pick up their first win of the season beating another AFC West team. The Broncos, 32-23. Running back Josh Jacobs going off in this one. Up to 144 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Devontae Adams with nine receptions, 101 yards in this one as well. Quarterback Derek Carr, 108 yards passing in this one. Quarterback Amik Robinson with 68-yard fumble return for a touchdown to help out that offense. And kicker Daniel Carlson, who seems like he's kicked at least three field goals every game, went four for four in this one. So he has been putting a lot of points on the board so far this year. But again, Raiders uh, showing off on the ground and a little bit in the air as well. Adams having a good game. Good to see Josh Jacobs have a good game as they were able to pick up their first win of the season. And kind of see the Chiefs making a statement last week as well in Sunday Night Football as they were able to beat the Buccaneers and Tom Brady 41-31. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes, 249 yards passing. Three touchdowns, did have interception in this one late in the game. Uh, Travis, tight end Travis Kelsey, nine receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. Running back Car- uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair, 92 yards rushing, one touchdown. Also did have a receiving touchdown in this one. Uh, wide receiver Marquise Valdez-Scantling, uh, three receptions for 63 yards. Running back Isaiah Pacheco with 63 yards rushing. And, and Joy D. Foster with a receiving touchdown as well. Well, in this one, I'm easily going with the Kansas City Chiefs. That offense looks like they got things kicking pretty well against a pretty good Tim Bay defense. As Tim Bay looked, defense looked really well coming into this, that game. And then the Chiefs just blew him out of the water. Uh, I, I'm expecting the same thing here because I don't think the Rams defense is any, uh, excuse me, Raiders defense is anything special. I'm expecting the Chiefs to put up 30 points in this one. I think this will probably be a 10-point win. 
Um, then again, it is a divisional matchup. This could be a close one. Who knows? But I expect this Chiefs team to pick up another win in this one. Uh, pretty convincingly, I would say uh, I'd say by about 10 points, at my guess. And I think the Chiefs will win this one at home on Monday night and go to 4-1 on the season. Uh, but an incredible week of uh, football last week. I'm expecting another incredible week this week. Uh, some good games later on. Like I mentioned, on Sunday Night Football, the Bengals will take on the Ravens. Eagles versus Cardinals could be an interesting one. Rams-Cowboys, in my opinion, could be the game of the week with that Bengals and, uh, and Ravens game. So quite a few good games to keep an eye on this week. Uh, should be an exciting week of football. Uh, again, some great action last week of some uh, standable uh, good, some good standouts from last week as well, but we'll see what happens now. As we, again, like I mentioned, we are quarter of the way through the season, and now we'll see if teams will, what teams will get the ball rolling and start making that run to see who the best teams in the league are. As I think we'll be figuring out here in the next couple of weeks on who are the true teams in the NFL. But that is all the NFL I have to talk about here today. Thank you guys for tuning in with me. Don't forget to, for the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and on like me on Facebook. You just got to look for at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-L-K. And then you can message me questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button together to when the newest episodes are released. Uh, if you missed the sports episode that came out uh, earlier this week, I came out on Tuesday, so those will come out on Tuesdays. So make sure you keep an eye on those. Uh, this show comes out every Wednesday, of course. If you want to listen to the NFL, keep an eye, keep an eye on that with those who get released as well. Also, talking about some wrestling, uh, I have an episode out on Monday Night Raw that is on right now. Those will be aired on Tuesday as well. I will attempt to try to get a uh, next team video out here today. I can't promise it. If it's not, it'll be up uh, Thursday, tomorrow. Uh, but and also I'll have the AEW one hopefully up by uh, Thursday as well. Then on Friday, I'm, I'm going to be trying to do a preview for the WWE Pay-Per-View Extreme Rules. So keep an eye on that one. Also, we'll talk about SmackDown on Saturday. And we will talk about the pay-per-view, the results from it on Sunday. And I'll give myself a nice day off on Monday. But keep an eye on all those. Uh, again, like and subscribe to make sure you uh, follow and subscribe and say to make sure you keep up to date when new stuff comes out. But again, thank you guys for tuning with me today. I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. And you guys all have a great day.